Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking about you and your business. And I think what's going on on the political front really is all of our business. I got Mariana Alfaro today, and she's one of the great reporters over there at the Washington Post. I've been doing a series with them virtually every week. It's an ongoing series for about a year and a half. Uh, and I love just talking to their reporters uh, nobody really, uh, with the exception of maybe the New York Times and Wall Street Journal, have the breadth and depth of coverage like the Washington Post, which I think is so cruel today. And uh, glad to have you on the program. And I'm, I'm sure for, uh, you know, when you're studying to become a journalist, you think of all places to become a journalist, there's very few, few places cooler than the Washington Post, especially with a political beat like yours. That has to be a lot of fun. Oh, yes, and I never expected, you know, to land here, but thankfully it worked out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How cool is that? Talk a little bit, though, about this Menendez situation. I, I, I find it kind of fascinating. You know, this is a guy who, frankly, is teeth politically um, in, in a, essentially in an organized crime environment. His mentor ended up, as you probably know, in prison for many years when he was the 20-something selected to Congress. Uh, who, by the way, he threw uh, under the bus and, and played innocent. Then he, you know, a, a decade ago, wasn't it, where he got uh, criminal charges that somehow he navigated, and then here we are again. And, then, of course, the media is treating it like a huge surprise. But then again, to me, when I look at the guy's record, it should not be a surprise at all. Yes, I mean, he really, as you said, he walked away from it back in 2017, uh, but that was because, um, uh, you know, he faced bribery allegations back then. Um, but back, uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry again. Yes, he faced bribery allegations back then, but that he got away from that because a New Jersey jury deadlocked on his trial. Um, so that's kind of how, you know, he was able to win re-election in 2018 and was able to come back to the Senate despite having all this baggage. Uh, but now, you know, it's the Justice Department that has this big, big pile of evidence against him. It's very damning. And, um, you know, we're hearing left and right from all these senators and other New Jersey Democrats saying that he stepped down and he refuses to do so. Uh, but it's really hard to see, um, you know, that this trial will be and like see for him given all the evidence we've seen so far. Yeah, it's different from what he's gone through in the past. And you and I both know if you get to work with something, that's prevent you, you know, but if you get away with, with something and face accountability, but you still come out Scott Queen, um, <laughs> it doesn't deter you from doing it in the future of anything that emboldens you. And I kind of get a sense when I look at him record again, go back to Menendez when he was a 20 something year old. This is nothing <laughs> new with him. Um, he's gotten emboldened and the more emboldened you become, the more sloppy you become. And you see that by these stories on reading. And, you know, it's really hard, uh, again, to, to get in his mind because he's the only one who knows what's going on there. But there is this idea that just, like, having the power of the office in the Senate behind you uh, makes people think that, you know, they can get away with a lot of things. I'm not just saying his uh, situation specifically, but we keep seeing it happen with several other lawmakers who just kind of, uh, you know, start getting in, in weird, you know, places that are, like, legally dubious. We even saw it with former President Donald Trump that, you know, he continued saying, you can't do this to me because I'm the former president. But as we've heard uh, from Democrats say, uh, in terms of Donald Trump, nobody is above the law, no matter what your position here in Washington is. But there definitely feels like there is that kind of ego boost that comes with being in office and thinking that um, you can get away with more things that regular Americans can't. 
Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You're not saying there's a culture of corruption, are you? I mean, it's becoming it's becoming commonplace. It's like a, a daily story. Uh, the only difference between this is, and others is the magnitude, right? This is huge compared to a lot of the ones we read about. And the blatant, you know, like I shouldn't even be bothered uh, kind of attitude that, that he is uh, personifying, in my opinion opinion. And I do need to mention, uh, I don't feel like getting lawsuits against me for slander or, or libel. So I, I do need to mention, he hasn't been convicted yet of anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, to, to me, this is pretty damning what I'm seeing unfold. Yes. And that's something that, you know, Menendez will remind you of, and a lot of the Senate Democrats that are still standing behind him are saying, you know, he is innocent until proven guilty. And that is, you know, the truth. The, the justice has to run its course. Um, and again, uh, the, the Democrats calling for him to step down are arguing more so on the side that he is um, losing the public's trust, that he's not representing the office, that he's, you know, making people think that, um, you know, Democrats are corrupt or that the Senate is corrupt or that, you know, he himself is corrupt. And so I think that it's more on the side of like, you know, let's not have someone in the Senate who has this, you know, number of baggage. Let's kind of move on from that. But um, the truth is that he can stay on his seat until, you know, he goes through this trial, and if he is found guilty, then, then he will have to step down. But um, so far, you know, a lot of the defense has been he needs to, you know, have the process of justice applied to him, and we have to wait and see what happens. And that's what he's saying so far. He said he will still run for re-election in 2024, um, and I think he really will not be backing down for this. Yeah, you know, and again, in light of what he went through, uh, I, I was wrong. I said about a decade. It was really a little more than a half a decade ago. Um, I think the people in New Jersey had plenty of reason not to go for him then, but they did it anyway. Uh, he, he got plenty of reason to be optimistic if he's not in jail uh, by then. And there's still some discontinuity now in both parties. The Republicans are, are uh, more than willing to get behind someone who highly likely, who is highly likely to end up in jail or have some kind of punishment that doesn't even allow him to own, you know, run for office, as you well know. Some of these offenses that Trump's running uh, are dealing with won't even allow him to be in uh, elected office, you know, but neither party seems to care about that. They like their guy and they're passionate and, um, man, you know, so when I, when I think and I hear myself talk like this, it's like uh, the problem is so ubiquitous. The corruption is so ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. You have to look at the voters, not just the people that uh, keep getting elected. Yes, I mean I think that there is um, a conversation to be had about whether it's time for a reckoning and start thinking about are we willing to continue voting for uh, lawmakers that we've been, you know, being uh, um, commit or, or allegedly commit things that are not, you know, with the law. Um, just because they have this big pool of personality because we think they're the only, the only candidate that could win. Um, I think that both parties need to look in the mirror and think, you know, uh, what, what candidates are we putting forward? Why are we willing to overlook a lot of these things just because we think they're going to win? Um, but again, the ultimate power comes down to the voter. And if, you know, we're seeing, again, in the GOP primary, for example, that there's all these allegations against Donald Trump that are not affecting him at all. The voters still want him there. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> It all comes down to personality and can they pull the vote wins over any other semblance of, you know, what is their uh, legal baggage. 
Yes, I think about the, you know, when I look again at the Menendez situation, about the only thing that could really undermine him isn't his ethics, but it's his uh, effectiveness, right? When you've got your own colleagues in your own party saying, no, you need to go, uh, how effective of a senator is he going to be? That's where I begin to think uh, way more so than the ethical implications, which is another sad testimony, isn't it? Yes. And right now, too, the thing is, you know, since the Democrats have a very frail majority in the Senate, again, if uh, Menendez were to step down, uh, it would come down to Phil Murphy over a New Jersey Democratic governor um, to name um, his replacement. So, you know, it's a very blue state. It's expected that he would be replaced by a Democrat if it came to that. Uh, but I think that there's still this idea of, like, you know, we got to stand by our members until, you know, they are proven. If, if they are proven guilty, then they will not stand by their members anymore. But uh, especially amongst leadership, um, I don't think that they would, um, you know, be willing to kind of look like they um, put through their support. But at this point, I think, uh, you know, this puts Senator Schumer in a very sticky position because um, obviously he wants transparency and no corruption in his, in his caucus. But um, uh, it's kind of a weird place to navigate, especially because Menendez has been in the Senate for so long at this point. Yeah, Mariana Alfarno, Alfarno, I appreciate you so much being with us. You can be found at the Washington Post, WashingtonPost.com. I'm there every morning. I I, uh, I probably subscribe to too many of your newsletters because I, I, I find myself, oh, no, i got to look at all of them. And, and uh, yeah. the Post is so rich in information and brings such uh, really breath and depth, like I mentioned before, that's so hard to find elsewhere. Final thoughts as we wrap it up. And thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. I am Kevin Price. This is The Price of Business.